Hey, it's Keith. Oh, hi. Can you hear me? Okay. You're published. This is, yeah, this is a particularly bizarre uh, setup I got going on today where uh, I'm going to this this comedy show my friend Mike is in. Do you ever see that show, The Gilmore Girls? Yes, I, I guess I have. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was thinking, I wondered if you ever saw it. I love that show, but I like, I doubt it. It's probably not really your cup of tea, right? Or, or do you like it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it had its moments. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, he's doing a, a show, like an improv show, where they improv an episode of the show. You know, he's one of the characters, and they just, like, make up a fake, silly episode of the show. So I had to come here and get a ticket to make sure I got one before it sold out. So now I'm outside of this, this comedy club on a busy street. <laughs> trying, and I still got my little recorder set up. So it's cold and noisy, so this might not be the greatest setup in the world for this this show. I find it hard to believe that somebody's doing an improv of one of the Gilmore Girls shows. Yeah, I saw him do one about the X-Files before, which I guess kind of makes more sense, right? Because that's more famous. Yeah, the Gilmore Girls thing is weird, but uh, yeah, on the, on the Facebook it was like a ton of people were coming and it was like almost sold out, so that's why I had to rush down here and get a ticket first. I was going to call you first and then come here, but I was like, I got to get down here and get my Gilmore Girls ticket. <laughs> well, let me know how that comes off, because that that is prob will probably be better than any of the Gilmore Girls shows. <laughs> There's a couple good ones. There's one uh, where they have like a 24-hour dance marathon. That one I can sign off on. You know how there's always like the one real good episode of a show? So there's at least one legitimately good one. I didn't watch all of them. I only watched the first two or three seasons and I kind of burned out on it, but I don't know. I went through a Gilmore Girls phase for some reason. Oh, I didn't mind like the first year of it, but then I found, uh, and then I kind of just watched it sporadically after that, but after she grew up a bit and went off to university and that, it was a little. Yeah. And, and I found her mother was very, I found the mother very annoying. Like she never, she never grew up. She was always like a teen girl. Yeah, well, that's one thing is like people, uh, I guess women especially tell me like that they like that about the show, like all oh, the closeness between the family, but it really is like, uh, it's like a role reversal. It's like the kid has to be too grown up because the mom wants to be the hip, cool, hey, I'm just your friend, I'm not your mom. Of course, you have to realize, too, that I think that the mother was supposed to only have been about 15 when she gave birth to yeah, the girl. Yeah, she was, she was 16, and then the girl's 16 now. So, yeah, I think uh, that's okay. another reason why season one is the best. That's when that balance was all in balance. But, yeah, like, I like the early parts because I don't really like conflict in shows. <laughs> I don't need that anymore. So as it got more and more dramatic and like in a later seasons like they wouldn't talk to each other for half a season and all this bullshit. Where in season one like they just hang out in their weird town with all their little townies and nothing happens and that was my favorite. But yeah anyway, oh man my fucking fingers are freezing off too so we might have to cut this episode a little short but I still wanted to get one in because I, I like this little groove we got going. And yeah as you mentioned podcasting, am I right? All you gotta do is do a podcast for five years and finally you get a write-up about it. <laughs> it was a nice write-up too. Yeah, actually I met that guy. He uh, interviewed me when I first came back to Toronto a few months ago. So I guess, because I guess that site Boing Boing, like it's pretty well known. It's kind of a famous blog or whatever. Although realistically the amount of traffic it sent my way is not that much, but it's still pretty cool. And uh, But yeah, so really what happened is it was more it wasn't so much that my podcast is getting any more notoriety, it's that a guy who was already a fan of my podcast got a job at Boing Boing, is really what happened. But I'll take it, that's fine. Yeah, but he could have picked anybody, all kinds of people that he probably could have written about. Yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. You know what, I guess though, I say like it's, 
I mean, it, and that's the thing is, it does have this kind of reach of like people I know here in Toronto that I didn't, I didn't really tell anybody. Just my my few close friends. I was like, hey, cool. Actually, not even all them, but they all like found out, you know, just through internet channels. But the downer of it uh, is some jerk off. This girl named Nikki. Apparently, I met her in New York. And what are these Keith and the girl things? I mean, I don't know. I met all kinds of people, but she. Uh, She's like my little weird harasser. Like everyone else from Keith, because you know, me and the Keith and the girl people, we kind of ended things on not very good uh, terms. Like I was halfway through doing a, a vid, uh, like a video thing for them and it all fell apart and we're not friends anymore. And I mean, it obviously sucked, but everybody else got over it and just moved on. This one chick, like she commented on that Boing Boing article and is like, I don't know why they would even write an article about this guy, he's a jerk. Like, go listen to these <laughs> Keith and the Girl episodes and see what an asshole he is. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What the fuck, man? So that's, that's, that's sullied the, uh, the coolness a little bit. She lives in Toronto now, does she? No, she's, I don't know who she is. Some, some American, big surprise. Oh, oh, so she's still somewhere. Yeah, no, I mean, I, she's just somebody I met in New York sometime. That's it, and that's all I know. I don't know who she is. <laughs> but Yeah, because I don't know, she was like, a few months ago, she would post things on some of my other podcasts and just like, I don't know, just, she's just like, leave me alone, man. Everyone else got over it. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? I don't know, it's funny, it's just that, so I guess that's like the internet giveth and taketh away or whatever, like you get weird write-ups that are cool, but then you get weird people that remember some shit you did years ago, it's like, sorry, sorry I wasn't, I mean, I mean, sure, like, I can see why people are mad, like, I made their big heroes Keith and Hemda mad, so sure, but it was years ago now. <laughs> like, well, there's that old saying too, though, that all the good things that people can say about you really just kind of fly on by. But somebody says one negative thing yeah. about you, and all kinds of people will tune in to find out what it was. It's totally true too. I mean, like it really is true. I, I hear that all the time. With uh, I was just watching a, a documentary series about these uh, these game developers, and they de like they the whole like design process. They did a documentary about it. And they worked on this game for years, and when the reviews came out, they still were like, we, we kind of don't read them, because it's just not worth it psychologically. Like, no matter how much nice stuff people say, you only remember the bad stuff. And, like, that's weird. It's like, you'd think there'd be some, like, knowing that we'd be able to get past it, but I think I'm learning more and more as I get older. Like, human brains are just frail little things, and you just can't expect them to work well, and you just gotta accept your, your frailties. And, you know, everybody just always likes to hear a little bit of dirt about somebody and a, a little bit of the seedy side. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so it goes, like, all three ways. It's like, for that person, it's easier to just complain about how they don't like some stuff I did on another podcast years ago. And uh, for me, I can't stop thinking about it. And, yeah, they're like, it's just like, ugh, we're all just, like... We're all just lame. <laughs> We're all just the worst. I was like doing research about addiction recently, and it is just, just pitiable. Like uh, uh, gambling addiction, it literally gets down to like the black and the red colors, you know, on like a roulette table and stuff, or poker chips and everything. It's like that ties into the part of your brain as a hunter gatherer that's trying to remember like which ones do I want to eat, the black berries or the red berries? Like which ones are poison, which ones are real? Like it's all this real basic stuff that is still in our heads and we're just trying to navigate a complicated world with these monkey brains. <laughs> like, it's, it's just sad. Oh, well, and then there's the old dopamine that supposedly is the big 
it's it's the, the the biggest thing that's leading everybody into. Yeah. Oh, the more I do research about this stuff, like it's it's bananas. The amount of things. I guess we talked about it a bit last week when I was talking about exercise. But yeah, like you can get addicted to anything. It's it's crazy. Well, my philosophy is just do everything in moderation. Then then you can do everything. Right. You can do anything and everything. You know, it's got to do it in moderation. I kind of find, though, that's another thing. There's um, there's this lady, Gretchen Rubin, who uh, writes books about, uh, like, they sound real cheesy. Like, her big famous book is called The Happiness Project. But it's nice because she kind of takes it serious. Like, she really treats these things like science experiments. Like, does this make my life better? Does it make it worse or whatever? And she splits people into personality types. And I think the type that I am is, it, she calls it an abstainer, where it's easier to never do something than to do it a little bit. Because I really do find that's the case. If I just cut off something, like, well, I just won't do that, or I won't own this, or I won't, you know, whatever, it's uh, it's easier than trying to uh, moderate it. But, I mean, this is all just, I don't know, it's whatever, splitting hairs. It's basically the same idea. But, man, yeah, oh, it's cold as crap out here, so <laughs> this might have yeah, to be Yeah, we'll cut it too. short so you won't freeze your little buns off, because I heard the temperature in Toronto tonight is not that great. It's about the same as it is here. Yeah, it's been getting pretty bad. Minus 10 or minus 12 or something like that. Just, though, for uh, one quick update, because I said last episode, I would tell you about uh, babysitting. So I've babysat twice since last time I talked to you, and both times the kid went to bed no problem, but I didn't do anything different, so I don't know. <laughs> so far, it's still up to luck, but that's... That's where it's at. So you didn't have to try the little, like, countdown? No, this time... You didn't have the opportunity to. Yeah, he was just amiable, you know? So I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to look that gift horse in the mouth. I'll worry about trying the science next time. Yeah, put it aside for some time. Yeah, no point point stressing the kid out if he's ready to go to sleep. See ya. See ya. Nighty. Yeah, I'm actually babysitting him tomorrow, so who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah, my fingers are freezing off, so I better go. Okay, well, enjoy the show, and certainly let me know how that goes out, because uh, that, to me, sounds like a very bizarre thing to do an improv on. Yeah, and I mean, I think what makes these work, based on the X-Files one that I saw, is uh, is they just fall apart. You know, they really don't stick to the... uh, the real tenets of the show, it all just becomes a weird, bizarre thing, so, you know, that'll, it's just like an excuse, like a, a marquee name to put on the show, it's like, oh, Gilmore Girls, I heard of Gilmore Girls, and then it's, it'll just be, you know, weird, random jokes. Even uh, my friend Mike, who's the guy in the show, he's never even seen Gilmore Girls, so he asked me for, like, episode recommendations, and he texted me today, he's like, man, I am mainlining Gilmore Girls, I'm watching so much Gilmore Girls today. It's like, dude, your show's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so. never, he's doing an improv and he's never seen it? <laughs> he is like, he does so many different shows around town, so like he just got invited to do this because he does so many shows and he always does a good job. But also like there's a, you know, it's going to be a big cast. He's, he's, he's playing Luke, the guy that runs the diner. Oh yeah, the guy with the hat that he always, he always yeah. wears his hat backwards. So that's what I told him, is like you wear a backwards hat, you just act kind of like you don't like the girls, but really you do, and just give them coffee, and there you go. <laughs> That's all. You're, you're good. So I think he'll be able to manage it. I think he'll pull it off. <laughs> How much are the tickets for it? Oh, uh, it's like $5. Just a silly oh, little thing. Not bad. Yeah, it's cool. Alright, so I'm gonna go. So, I guess all right. I will talk to you next week. Okay, <laughs> sit on your hands. I don't worm you off. Alright. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye-bye.